Hello everyone and welcome back to the Football Chuggy podcast. My name is Thomas Durning and today I am joined by my co-host Pierce O'Loughlin. Hello Pierce. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing well. On today's podcast, we'll be previewing the start of this weekend's SPFL season, discussing all the latest transfer news from around the globe and at the end of the podcast, Pierce will be giving a rundown of all the latest Asian football news. So coming up next, we'll be previewing the start of the SPFL season. So on Saturday, the 5th of August, the new season of Scottish football will commence with the first league games of the 23-24 season to be played. The games that will be played are Celtic versus Ross County, Livingston versus Aberdeen, St Johnston versus Hearts, Dundee versus Murrowell, Kilmarnock versus Rangers, and on Sunday, the 6th of August, Hibs will be playing against St Mirren. So, Pierce, what is your reaction to the new Scottish football season kicking off at the weekend? Uh, exciting times. It's uh, back to competitive action, um, and I think everyone's just been counting down the days till it restarted. And um, what what a, what a weekend it will be because so many amazing fixtures. Um and obviously great to have uh, Dundee back in the top flight as well. So it'll be a, I think it'll be six cracking fixtures there and um, all of them are um will be worthwhile watching. Yep, um exciting times. Uh, it's always that's kind of um part of the year. It's always really exciting because the football season's starting again. So um it's been a long time coming to be honest. It's been away too long. Um, but you know. Weekend will be will be really good to see, you know, kind of the proper competitive games, and you know it's always exciting to see how each team will start the season because, um, you know, although nothing gets decided at this time of the year, you know, always getting off to a good start for any team in the season, you know, it's so beneficial for towards the end of the season. So it's really exciting, and yeah, um. So we're going to predict the first games of the season. So, um, Pierce, we'll start with you. Uh, if you've got in front of you all the fixtures. Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, so, uh, if you want to start off with the Celtic worst county game. You want the correct score or do you want just like the, a win or a loss? Well, you can predict You can predict both if you want. I'll, I'll do both. Um, I think Ross County, um, uh, they scraped uh, staying in the division last season when they looked dead and buried in the playoff final um, against Partick Thistle. And I do think going to Parkhead on flag day for Celtic um, it, away from home will be a very tough task. Although they, did, they do kind of cause Celtic some problems with just how defensive and resolute they are. But I, I can only see a Celtic win. I'm going to say a 3-0 Celtic win. Comfortable. Um, but the fact is, obviously, Celtic have got a few players come back for injuries, so and obviously it's still early season and new signings as well, so they'll still not be up to full speed, but I think they'll get enough to get the job done. I think a comfortable 3-0 win. In terms of Livingston Aberdeen, um, Livingston, we've heard this week as well, obviously their budget's been cut this this, uh, this season again, um, so they've got a limited budget, and I do think Aberdeen have strengthened this, this window with some uh, top quality players. Um, and I think with the plastic pitch, also an advantage for Livingston. 
but I'm going to go with a 2-1 Aberdeen win. I think Aberdeen will just have a bit too much quality um, once they get into the rhythm. Um, but obviously, Livingston will also put up a very good fight because, like you said, David Martindale's done an absolutely tremendous job up Livingston. Um, St. Johnston Hearts. Well, St. Johnston, um, they've just re- recently appointed at the start of the, the window. Um, what was it? Uh, um, Steve, Steve McLean. McLean. Steve McLean, who was a former player and he was assistant manager um, last season to Callum Davison. Um, and obviously, they had a few pretty bad results in the, the League Cup group stage where they get knocked out. I think they get a 4 0 drubbing at home. Um, so, not very good. And obviously, Hearts last season kind of under Naismith kind of picked up a really good bit of form and only missed out, narrowly missed out in third position in the league. Um, but I think Hearts, we shank them done it back as well and a few other key players. But um, I think they, they'll, they'll win that. 2-0, I'm going to go 2-0. I think, McLean, like you say, Steve McLean's uh, touched on earlier in the week, um, still looking to add in a few quality players, but I think Hearts will just have too much for them because I think they're probably arguably the third best team in the country, uh, probably joint with Aberdeen. Um, Dundee versus Murrell. Sure, Kettlewell had a great part of this, uh, second part of the season when he was an and appointed full-time manager. Um, Dundee... Up from the championship, Tony Docherty is in charge now. Um, and his first time job as a, a manager, obviously he's quite well known as being um Derek McInnes's uh, right hand man. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, and I've seen it at uh, Dundee have signed eleven new players this 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 summer already. So it's hard to also bed in all these players, but and if they're up to the standard of the SBL, and obviously Murrell proved last season that they're. Well and truly, a, a good top six side. Um, so I think Motherwell just, I think also at Dens Park as well. I think Motherwell just won that one, two, one. Um, and also Kamarnock Rangers, um, Kamarnock at Rugby Park. Um, also that plastic pitch is horrendous to play on, it's very sticky, very dry. And obviously, last season they never picked up any results uh, against Celtic All Rangers. Um, and I think that's the one area McInnes will want to make sure that he, he lays a glove on Celtic and Rangers. And obviously his home form last season was outstanding for Commander, which virtually kept them division because away from home they barely picked up any points. Um, but obviously you look at Rangers well, they've strengthened. You look at Danilo, um, Lammers, all these key players that have signed for big money. I do think Rangers will will win the game, but I think it would just be a narrow win because of, like you say, the surface and come on, it will throw bodies in the line, have every man back. I think it'll probably be a, I think it'll be an entertaining game, it'll be a 3-2 Rangers. Um, and I think they'll just have enough enough on the day. Obviously, early, early season as well, when Rangers have got their, their European qualifiers cup as well. And then on Sunday, we've seen, uh, talk about qualifiers, we've seen Hibs in the qualifiers struggle. I don't know how they lost that game away from home, but to, I think as an, an Andorian side, um. Pretty, it's pretty terrible result for uh, Scottish football because it just puts the coefficient down. Because you expect a sort, a club the size of Hibernian to do a lot better, and with the squad they've got, um, but they're playing a St Mirren side, uh, under Stephen Robinson last season were, were outstanding. They rarely conceded a goal, and um, they took points off of Celtic and Rangers last season, so. 
they're a very good um very good side that were in the top six as well. Um I'm gonna go with a St. Mirren one. I'm gonna go a St. Mirren one 0 and uh, maybe pile on the pressure of Lee Johnson so early on in the season. Yep. Um so I'll give you my predictions now. So um just following on from so we'll start with the Celtic Ross County game. Uh, obviously flag day. Uh you know, it's always tough for the away team um to come to Celtic Park on the first day of the season because all the Celtic fans are it'll be a full stadium, you know, the atmosphere will be you know, lifted a bit. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers is first game back as well, which adds a little bit more to it. Um, I'm going to say Celtic win that game 2-0. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Um, you know, Ross County, they did struggle last season. You know, they stayed up by the skin of their teeth. Um, you know, they've added players, um, you know, but I just think on Saturday it'll be too much for them. I don't see them uh, causing, causing, a, causing an upset. And I think if they did win, it would be the biggest of upsets. So I'm going to say Celtic 2 0 for that game. Um, so Livingston versus Aberdeen. So um, I'm going to go an Aberdeen 1 and I'm going to say 1 um, 0 to Aberdeen. Um, you know, obviously Livingston uh, lost her captain, Nicky Devlin, to Aberdeen this summer. So um, Nicky Devlin now playing for Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen have had quite a good summer. Obviously, Leighton Clarkson coming back permanently. They signed Liverpool defender Rhys Williams. Um, so they've and they've also kept um, Duke and Milovsky, and also Ramadani as well. At the moment, they've kept them. So you know they look quite strong at the moment. Aberdeen. Um, you know they want to get off to a good start at the weekend. Um, and I think one, I think one 0 to Aberdeen. Because uh, I think Livingston, going to Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Stadium, it's a, it's a really tough, tough place to go to. Um, so I'm going to go say one now, Dean. St. Johnston versus Hearts. I'm going to say a draw for that game. Um, I'm going to say a draw because I, I just look at both the teams and I just don't know if they're right, if they're really in good places at the moment. Obviously, St. Johnston have just come off a 4 0 loss at home to Sterling, which is. You know, that's a that's a terrible result for them. They should, I don't think that should be happening. They've, they've had a really tough kind of start to the season in terms of League Cup action. You know, they've already been knocked out. You know, they've added a few players, um, St. Johnson this summer, and you know, obviously you can't predict anything before a goal's kicked. But I, I do sense that St. Johnson could be in for quite a tough season, and then Hearts as well. Obviously, um, they've appointed. Permanently, I kind of it's quite a weird setup that Stephen Naismith is a kind of the manager, but he can't be fully certified yet because he's not all the right kind of all the certificates and stuff. He's not fully qualified yet. So, um, you know they've got a team of Stephen Naismith and Frankie McAvoy. Um, but in terms of like signing players this summer, I think they've had quite a tough tough summer. They've not really signed a lot of players. You know, I think they've it's been quite. It's been quite difficult for them. I think they were in for a couple of Australian players from the, the A-League who have ended up going to the Championship in England. So it's been quite a tough summer for them. Um, but for this weekend, I'm going to say a draw and I'm going to say 1-1. Um, Dundee Murrowell, um, you know, one of the games I'm looking forward to the most because, you know, the, the new team that's just coming back or 
as in Dundee, you know, it's always exciting to see how they how they'll do. You know, they'll be Dundee will be ready to go. Um, you know, obviously coming back into the into the league. Um, but I'm going to say Motherwell win for that. I'm going to say two one Motherwell. Um, you know, I'm been, I've been really impressed with Stuart Kettlewell since he's come in as Motherwell manager. You know, last season they they did really well. The the finish it was they were fantastic. Um, and I think they've had a quite a good League Cup group stage as well. You know, they've got through that quite comfortably. Um, but for Motherwell season this season, I think the more Interesting thing will be how they react without Kevin Van Veen, who's now left. He's went back to Holland. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they replace him in the goals because, I mean, his goal-scoring record towards the end of last season was it was ridiculous. I think it was like 10 league goals in 10 games, something like that. Close, I mean, it could even be better than that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Morrowell cope without Kevin Van Veen this season. Um, but for Saturday, I'm going to say a 2-1, Murrowell win. Um, and as for Kilmarnock versus Rangers, which is the evening kickoff, which adds a bit more excitement, uh, I'm going to say 2-0 Rangers. Um, you know, Rangers, obviously, you were saying there, they've added lots of players this summer. You know, they've done a lot of business. Obviously, Danilo, who we talked about this podcast last week, has now been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Which is a big, big sign for them. Um, you know, I think Rangers this kind of preseason they've kind of struggled. They've not struggled, but they've they're just all kind of starting to trying to gel together the team. Um, and see, you know, who goes where and what works best. But I just think they'll have too much for Kilmarnock at the weekend. You know, obviously Kilmarnock, you know, they did have a quite a tough season last season. Um, you know, they've added players as well, Kel McGinnis came in from Hibs on a free transfer. Um, you know, so they lost Ash Taylor as well for Marnock, uh, who was quite who was quite a big asset for them last season in terms of uh, you know, set pieces. He was such a threat. So it's gonna be inter- so it's gonna be, you know, interesting for Kilmarnock this season. But I think on Saturday it'll be two 0 Rangers. And in the last game, Hibs St Mirren, uh, I'm gonna go a draw for that game. I'm gonna say I'm actually gonna go for a high goal. I'm gonna say two two. Um, you know, also just starting with his as well. They recently just signed a striker this week uh, from Holland called, I think it's called Vetter. And he looks really, really good. You know, he's played in the Dutch second division and his goal scoring record there has been amazing. And, you know, I think it was close to a million pounds Hibs played for him. So that's quite a, a big investment. And, you know, hopefully he's the replacement for Kevin Nisbet, who they've obviously lost this summer. And, you know, well, we desperately want to replace. Um, and obviously you were saying there about the terrible result they had last week against, um, I can't entirely sure what their name is, but they were a team from Andorra who finished second in the league. And, you know, it doesn't fare well for the, the coefficient in Scotland with these kind of results. And obviously their minds will be partly because they play tomorrow. Um, so... They play the second leg of that, that match on the first day, sorry. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, if they get beat, their motivation and their confidence is going to be at an all-time low. And then if they get through that, you know, they might be a bit more confident in themselves. So we'll see what happens with that game. And then St Midden, you know, uh, you know they signed Nick Meneman 
from Northern Ireland who quite a good player. You know, they've lost Declan Gallagher, St Mirren, uh, Curtis Main. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on this season. But on Sunday, I think it'll be 2-2. Two, two. Um, so we will now um, we'll now move on to discussing all the latest transfer news from around the globe. So one of the big transfer news that has broke this past week is the news that Sadio Mane has left Bayern Munich to join Saudi Arabian club Al Nassar. So Mane leaves Bayern Munich after only a season with the Bundesliga champions and will join his new side who have players such as Cristiano Ronaldo and also new signing Seco Fafana. So Pierce, what is your reaction to Sadio Mane joining Al Nassar? Pretty shocked to be honest, um, because obviously, like you said, he only went to Bayern Munich last last summer, and he he done all he could at Liverpool, and he thought you go and smash it in the Bundesliga, but that didn't really happen at all. Um, he kind of struggled. He was in and out of the side, and then he got a really bad injury, uh, that ruled him out of the World Cup. Um, and he only came back like the last month or so of the season, and you thought next season he'll kick on, prove prove the doubters wrong. And then obviously this this kind of transfers came out kind of came out of nowhere really, but it's happened so quickly. Um, and obviously, Bayern Munich I don't think paid that much money for him, so I think they've made a profit. And obviously, like you say he he has a star top quality player. He's only thirty two years of age. Um, but he will be he will be getting a massive uh, increase in salary. And obviously, like you said, you touched on the players that that are in the side already. You've got Seiko Fofana, Cristiano Ronaldo, David Ospina, and then Marcelo Brozovic as well. So. And you've got Ronaldo up front with Sadio Mane as well as uh, Anderson Taliska. So it's quite a formidable side. And the whole league itself is kind of every week you see like, these top quality players are all moving there. Um, but I think you just you just touched on like you, you, you just didn't expect Sadio Mane like to go so soon because like you thought you would maybe try and prove that he is the main man to fill Lewandowski's boots. But obviously that money might be going towards uh, Harry Kane. Fifty-five million, so that that can maybe push that deal over the uh, over the line. So it maybe never fitted into the system that the Bayern Munich wanted. So I think maybe it's a it's a win-win for all, to be honest, because he never really hit the ground running. Um, and obviously like you say Harry Kane one's kind of edging closer, and uh, that that could be the main man that does finally replace Robert Lewandowski. And uh, they've, plus they've still got an array of attacking talent in the side Bayern Munich. And uh, but another another top world-class player that's uh, went to the Saudi Arabian Pro League. Yeah, um, I totally agree with what you've always just said. Um, in terms of like Manny and his Bayern Munich career, you know, just as you said what you said, I've been quite shocked with the fact that it never worked out and the fact it only lasted, lasted a season. You know, when he did sign for Bayern Munich last summer, I was expecting it to be really successful, you know, just based on Manny's career at Liverpool. You know who had he? It was he had a brilliant career at Liverpool, and I thought Manny would would do really well at Bayern Munich, especially with the fact that Lewandowski had left. So I thought Manny would be more, you know, kind of the main man in terms of that attack. But it just hasn't worked for him, you know, at Bayern Munich. You know, uh, I think, you know, I think he had an injury, um, at Bayern Munich in last season, and that, that kind of missed made him miss the World Cup. You know, missed a little bit of the season at Bayern Munich, and you know, it he just kind of struggled to get back into the team. 
you know, obviously they changed managers as well by the last season. Um, so it, it just didn't happen for him. Um, but I also I, I always fought with Tuchel. I just thought Tuchel uh, would really like Manny and would would be a big part of his plans. But obviously Tuchel decided that you know Manny's better uh, going, and and I think Manny is, and I'm I think he was quite disappointed. I don't think he really wanted to leave. Um, by Munich, but I think he's been told to go. Um, you know, um, I think we all know why to kind of raise funds. I think it's part. I think it's part of a plan to raise more funds to get that Harry Kane deal over the line. Um, so yeah, quite a shock that it never worked for Sadio Mane at Bayern Munich. And then in terms of him joining Al Nassar, you know, for Al Nassar's sake, it's it's a brilliant signing. You know, Sadio Mane's thirty-one years old. You know, she's still in his prime. Uh, you know, again, another, another kind of superstar in football coming to the Saudi Pro League. You know, I never would have thought a couple of years ago that Ronaldo and Sadio Mane would be playing, would be playing in the same team for each other. You know, that's quite a scary thought for any team in Saudi Arabia to come to be coming up against. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he does over there, Sadio Mane. Um, you know, and yeah, you know, obviously it's it's a really good move for him, you know, he'll be getting paid really well and be interesting to see how he how he does. Um so just as well, we've also seen this past week other Premier League stars uh, come to Saudi Arabia. Um they include Riyad Mahrez, Alan San Maximan, Fabinho, um John Henderson as well was confirmed last week. So Pierce, do you think the Premier League is now in a weaker state? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because now it's like any player that's kind of approaching twenty eight onwards, or even like you say, like Alex Maxwell's twenty five years old, twenty four, twenty five year old. Um, he was kind of in and out of the Newcastle side. Um, because before before Eddie Howe came in, he was like the go to man. Like he just gave the boys a match and hoped something magic would happen. Um, I think he's he's been brilliant over his time in uh, at Newcastle. But I think like Eddie Howe's got a more a structured system, um, and he just didn't fit that mold, um, and obviously getting good, good, good fee for him as well. But in terms of Henderson and uh, Fabinho, that's a that's, that's a that's a massive void in that Liverpool midfield. Not just the the quality they have both have on the ball, and like you say, Henderson's thirty three, but he still still get the energy, still get the legs, still get the quality in the ball. Same with Fabinho, Fabinho less so last season. Like he had a poor season by his high standards, but I think he's only like 20, 30 year old. And what you've seen about two or three years ago, that was probably like the best midfield like in the Premier League. It was outside Manchester City, like it was up there. It was like they were competing in all fronts, they were driving Man City all the way in all competitions. And to see that the fact is that the two of them have left, that's a massive void to fill. And like the players that Liverpool have signed in their place are very young players. Um, so I do think, like you say, like, and obviously we had Mares, he just won a treble with Manchester City. But I think Man City, have, I think they weakened themselves. I don't think they've got stronger. Um, obviously losing Gundogan as well to Barcelona. They two players were key players. Like Mares, like, he was always in and out of the side, but whenever he came, whenever he played, he was always creating goals, assist, and he was just electrifying. He kind of knew what he was going to do, cutting the left, but similar to a bit like Arjen Robin. He, he just had sheer quality in terms of assist, picking out players and just finding that far corner. Um, 
But I think obviously you can see the the change in the power. The Premier League is kind of getting weaker as you as you touched on, and I do think obviously with the Saudi Pro League not having like a spending cap or financial fair play, it would just continue. And obviously there's still time remaining in this window that more players could even leave. Yep, I mean, uh, again, again, I agree with what you say. And I do, I think, the Premier League is in a weaker state at the moment. You know, I never expected all these kind of players to leave the Premier League. Um, you know, the Premier League was is the dream kind of league for lots of players to come to because they, they see it's the best league in the world. But I think a lot of quality has been lost this summer um, in the Premier League, you know. Um, you know, lots of players that are quite at a young age as well are, are deciding to leave and go to Saudi Arabia mostly. Um, you know, I think it. I think it is a bit of a worry. I so I do. I do think it. The Premier League is in a weaker state. Um, you know, lots of players have left this summer. Uh, you know, lots of players in the prime as well. Plenty of young players. Um, you know, um, I don't think the Premier League are worried about it at the moment. But I think it's something that they could potentially start to worry about because I think a lot of these stars that are leaving, I think it might mean that you know the Premier League might lose a lot of kind of viewers in terms of around the world that their eyes might come off the Premier League. And you know that what could be quite a worry. And Jurgen Klopp was talking this weekend about the worry the fact that the Saudi transfer window doesn't close for quite a long time yet. I think it's right into the winter time that there's so Again, Saudi League have quite a long time to kind of still pluck out players in the Premier League to leave. So, you know, I think it is in a weaker state at the moment. Um, you know, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how what this Premier League season shapes out to be. Um, you know, and in terms of like just the fact that we had Mares and San Maximan, they both they both signed for the same. Saudi Arabian team, Al Hali. Um, Firmino plays for that team as well. So that's a front three, which is quite a scary thought. San Maxim and Mares and Firmino. Um, you know, so uh, I mean the Saudi League is I mean, they've got the money, but you know, week by week, you know, it's that, that league's turning out to be really impressive, you know, and uh, you know, it's a league that in my opinion I thought I would never watch, but you know, I'm beginning to start to think that, you know, I think it might be time to kind of keep keep a watch and keep an eye on it and see how it how it goes. So yeah, um, a really interesting summer, and you know, quite a, and just another thing as well, pointing out the Premier League, they might lose the best kind of player in Harry Kane, who might leave to go to Germany. So again, that could be another player, another big player that leaves the Premier League. So um. Yeah, Premier League is, you know, it's. I don't think it's quite. It's quite worrying times at the moment for, in terms of the quality that they keep losing. Um. So just lastly, Pierce, is there any transfer news that's interested you this week? The Hurricane one that's kind of, kind of, kind of stole for a wee while. Um. But obviously, like you say like the Sadio Mane, um, this kind of just kicked that start even, even that just kicked that. A little bit closer, um, and obviously the fact is. Uh, Bayern Munich officials have uh, travelled to London this week to meet with Daniel Levy, so that's kind of a promising sign as well. And I do think, obviously, with a year left of his contract, Harry Kane has no intention of renewing. And obviously, like you say, um, he, has, he has featured in all of Spurs' 
um, pre-season games. So he's always the ultimate professional. He never comes out and kicks the toys out of Pram saying he's going to leave. He is a club captain. He has been loyal to them. He's a loyal 70s. But I think the happiest uh, man of all will be um, Alan Shearer. I think he will drive him to Germany. <laughs> because he just, yeah. he's just making sure he doesn't uh, break that 260-goal Premier League record. Um, but obviously, if he goes to Bayern Munich, I think he's got a chance to win trophies. And I think that's what he wants. Because he's always his ultimate aim is to be in the Champions League, competing at the highest level. And in this season, Spurs won't be in the Champions League. Um, they had a dreadful uh, back end of last season, and obviously, like, Ange Postecoglou has left had a successful stint at Celtic, and he's went to Tot- he's now at Tottenham, but he's got a rebuilding job. And I think with the the sale, with a massive fee as well, um, he's got a chance to rebuild that team even more. And I do think he needs the funds to let but secure that back line. And obviously there's players let's talk of Hugo Lloris going as well. So um so he's got a massive rebuilding job. There's no guarantee that they're going to get back into the Champions League next season because every team is strengthened in the Premier League. Um and I do think obviously if you go to Bayern Munich, I think it's he just he just seamlessly slots into that side. And I think he's at an age now, he just turned thirty. Um well you can at least five, six, seven years go over to Germany and absolutely dominate and win many domestic honours and win golden boots and compete and hopefully um for him that he would uh, maybe compete at the highest level and potentially win a Champions League because Bayern are always in the last stage of Champions League and I do think it's the right time for him to leave because I think he's given everything he possibly could to Tottenham and I think there's some people who would preferred him to stay and break Alan Shearer's record, but there's no point breaking Alan Shearer's record if you don't win anything in your career. And I do think, obviously, Tottenham are kind of, like you say, rebuilding. I think it's just a perfect move for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I had a game one for me as well. It was the one that's interesting me a lot. You know, it kind of went quiet, but it's kind of picked up again. And Tottenham and Bayern Munich have been... have I think they've had a meeting this week without... Um, about kind of what 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 Bayern Munich would be looking at in terms of how much they would have to pay. Uh, I think Bayern Munich put in a bid last week that was rejected and Tottenham think it's nowhere near what they're looking for. Um, you know, I think that one's kind of coming to a, an end now. We'll see what happens. Apparently, um, you know, if Bayern Munich reject, if, if Tottenham rejecting our bid, apparently Harry Kane might sign a new deal with Tottenham. So I think in the next week or so, I think that one will have will have kind of the final. We'll we'll see what happens really because I don't think Tottenham will sell Hurricane when Premier League season starts. I think the only time they'll sell him is before the season starts. Um, so again, it's that's going to be a really interesting one. Um, coming up in the next week or so, and yeah, I think it'll be. If Hurricane did go, I think the bid will be it'll be a massive bid that will be accepted because I don't think Daniel Levy will let Harry Kane go for any price that he doesn't seem that's suitable. So, yep, a really interesting one and one that I think will be kind of sorted in the the next week or so. Uh, So, for the final part of the show, Pierce will now give his Asian football roundup. Well, unfortunately, it's a short one today, guys. Um, there was no Asian football in terms of the Korean or the the Japanese league, um, because they were taking part in um, uh, preseason friendlies, 
So the, the league's just uh, shut off for uh, two weeks. Um, so they returned back to action this weekend to the Japanese and the Korean league. And um, it kicks off on um, on Saturday uh, in the J the League, Nagoya Grampus versus Alberich Nagata and uh, Shonen Belmere versus San Fretchi Hiroshima. And in the K League, we've got a Friday night match, uh, two Friday night matches in um, FC Seoul versus Pong Steelers, top of the table clash, and Guangzhou FC versus Dejan Hana Citizen. And that's all your latest Asian football news. Thank you, Pierce. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Football Chuggy podcast. This podcast will be available to listen to on the Football Chuggy YouTube channel and also the Football Chuggy website. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Bye-bye.